Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I'm Ben Duncan, and on this podcast, I will be interviewing prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohio. In today's episode, I am joined by Sam Wadwani, Taryn Lee Potgita, and Kevin Jackson from PwC EMEA, as well as Sebastian Wagner from Flow Republic. Through the conversation, we discuss how PwC has gone from zero to eight CTAs, which is the most in one practice in EMEA. We talk about why this was a focus of theirs, how they approached building the capability internally, and with the support of external training through Flow Republic what the program was like for people that went through it, the success they have seen from the program and the credibility this has given with customers and partners, and also what their ongoing plans are for the program and practice. It was great to uncover what has made this program such a success and the impact it has had for the current team members as well as future hires. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you do, please do subscribe for future episodes that are coming through. Hello, PwC. Thank you all for joining me. And uh, sh- I should say uh, Flow Republic as well. Sebastian, thank you too for, for coming on the line. But yeah, great to have you all here. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. Great to be here. Glad to be here. We've got a lot to discuss today. We're, we're going over um, the, the success that you've had in going from naught to eight CTAs, I believe. Um, as, uh, as of recording, it's eight CTAs, and we're going to go through that journey. Um, I guess um, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know much about PwC or the Salesforce practice, Kevin, could you give us a, a bit of an overview around, I guess, specifically the EMEA um, Salesforce practice, where you have Salesforce professionals, and I guess where you add the most value to customers? We do have a strong, vibrant practice. Um, it is a, Salesforce is a key partner for us. We've got in, in Europe, in EMEA, as you say, we've got uh, 1,800 professionals working on Salesforce projects. We have over 3,500 uh, Salesforce certifications, of course, um, and we do have 150 plus uh, clients going forward on that. It's not well known, but we are actually ranked number three here in EMEA from Salesforce point of view, the partner rank. Yeah, nice. So um, when you say, uh, obviously, lots of different consultants, but it truly cross-cloud, like you, you kind of touch on everything from a Salesforce perspective? Yeah. So for me, personally, I come from the Belgian practice, and we were acquired by PwC uh, about three years ago now, and we were very highly technical um, in Salesforce implementations. But I wouldn't say that's the, the core of, of uh, PwC, even though we've got a strong technical backbone on things. I would say that we, we focus more on what we call BXT, which is the business and then the experience, and of course, we insert the technology part into that. I would, I would put maybe, um, apart from the technology, PwC's um, added value is more the business and experience part. But yes, across clouds, we cover, I mean, pretty much all the clouds. And when there are new launches coming out, whether it's net zero or workplace, um, PwC is often very much part of the, the launch partners on that. Yeah, nice. We're obviously we're exploring the the journey you've gone through to to build out your internal capability with certified technical architects. At what point did that become a goal, and why why is it so important for a business like PwC to have a team of certified technical architects? I couldn't tell you the exact moment that um, we sort of said we need to have architects CTAs in there, but I can tell you that two years ago, uh, at this point, we didn't have any in EMEA. Uh, we had a few in the U.S. But in EMEA, we had zero. So that's why this story is quite interesting. 
And um, it wasn't myself who launched it, but my colleagues who um, who launched, um, I should have taken over from that, but um, along with, with Taryn, but um, they decided, well, we need to have a pipeline for this. And they put a big pipeline together in there. Sam was, of course, part of that. He was already preparing things and we just sort of formalized it a little bit more and made things happen a bit better. So we got that pipeline going and decided it was needed to happen. It was 2018, September 2018, when I was on the phone with the leadership team. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it's important to really recognize that this is, this is a long game that you guys have been playing. You know, it's not something that just happened overnight, but it has been a lot of work going on from your side. And to that point, Seb, I guess, was there, was there a clear goal at that point when you were engaged? Was it like, you know, the, a goal as in a number or was it just to, to build capability internally around getting people to the, the goal of being a CTA? I mean, I can obviously only speak from, from what I was, what I received from, from the people I was working with at that point in time, but was, there was a clear direction, less about the number and more really about developing the talent and really becoming recognized as a, as technical leaders as they truly are. Sure. So Sam, you're someone that ha you've gone through the program. Um, so what would you say um, the biggest benefit to you as an architect and, and now a certified technical architect of having that program internally and um, I guess stood up and, and developed over the years? Yeah, so it, I mean, it starts with most candidates, you know, um, looking at the credential and deciding, is it something they want to do? But when you look at the uh, credential and what it what it needs, you know, the domain areas you need to um, be proficient in, um, it, it can be quite difficult to understand, well, how do I get there? What we found through the program was that um, it, it allowed and gave people a lot of um, the structure and also the, the ability to plan for that journey. And that's, that's um, a real differentiator between people who try and drive it themselves versus those who have like a, you know, a support around them um, that help them through the journey. Um, but it also gives um, the opportunity to connect with others who are also on their journey. And again, this is, you know, you'll see on posts on LinkedIn where people have succeeded um, that people say the same phrase over and over again, no man is an island, it takes a village, you know, and, and, and it really is about that connecting with others and the opportunity to establish a safe space to where, where you can make mistakes and be comfortable with those and um, to stretch and flex your architect muscles and, you know, uh, and develop those skills, um, but also identify um, the weaknesses and discuss them with other people who are able to provide insights and constructive you know, uh, uh, recommendations and suggestions to develop you know, um, through the journey. So those are the things that the program tends to offer, um, whether it be coaching or otherwise. Now, obviously, um, I guess the the end result was certified technical architects, but I guess part of the journey is just improving up the the, the capabilities of the architects within the team. Um, so we'll, we'll discuss shortly how the steps that kind of were put in place to get towards the goal. But um, Kevin, if you look at the team now, how would you describe the environment with so much experience and I guess so the, the skills have been advanced? How would you describe the, the team now from an architectural perspective? So um, let me turn on a little bit there because we um, been focused right now on getting the CTAs in board right now. We're now at a transient point where we're going to say, okay, we've got these CTAs on board here. We want to bring more on, obviously, but we want to go further with the CTAs as well. One thing we want to do with these, these architects is the CTAs is to let the market know that PwC has a talent out there. 
that's why it's important to have it in there. We want to motivate the, uh, the CTAs who are with us to stay with us. Um, and so far, um, of over the past uh, year and a half, we've got eight CTAs and they've all chosen to stay with us because of the environment we set up for them. So we want to make sure they stay motivated and, um, and, and do, and do, uh, stay with us here. Um, we want to encourage external candidates to, to join us as well. So maybe you can help us out with that at some point, Ben. We, we, we want them to, to come and say, Hey, PwC, we hear they've got a great practice. They help, can help me get to CTA. But once I get to CTA, they've got a strong program to make me motivated. And, and we'll talk about a little bit about that, Sam, I think, um, about what we're doing uh, going forward on that. But it's some really exciting things going on within the CTA program to make that really happen and keep the people on board here. Yeah, nice. And and Taryn, to 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 bring you into to that, um, Kevin mentioned obviously like we want people to to join and and grow into CTAs. There are a lot of people that you know have that goal but aren't quite ready to to go through a program with Flow Republic or or maybe the internal practices that you've stood up. Um, how are PwC helping the the tier below, I guess, um, realize their potential and, and then go into that program? Well, at the moment, we are we are in the process of finalizing a few internal architecture, well, we're calling it an architecture tract or initiatives. And it's really ensuring that those candidates um, go from wherever they are at what point, whether just developers or in the beginning of their architecture cycle, to be prepped um, with all the necessary, let's call it prerequisite certs, um, to go into the CTA journey. So effectively, that really means at the end of the day, ticking the technical architect and the data architect boxes. And we re- we're like hoping to launch this by H2 this year. We obviously have internal support programs in place as well, but from more from an upskilling perspective, that's, that's what we're looking at to support them. Okay. Yeah, great. And uh, Sam, you've been through the whole journey, I believe, from um, when this was an idea to obviously going out the other end as a CTA. But if we look at how the actual program was stood up, um, what did you need to do internally as a practice? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to one of your earlier questions as well is where did it start? Well, um, it all started because at PwC, we have a focus on our people, right? Um, people, our people is our number one asset. And it's really important that they're happy and fulfilling challenging roles that, you know, that satisfy their desires. Um, we always knew that we would need to develop them and nurture them, um, but we needed to do it in a way that was more time efficient and complementary, especially through the CTA journey, which is a high, you know, highly intensive credential to achieve. Um, so we actually asked our candidates um, what support they would need and thought about how ultimately we could ensure the success for each, you know, for each of the candidates. Every, everybody's different and, you know, there's, you know it, there's, there's definitely not one size fits all. So there needed to be a lot of agility in the shape of our program um, to, you know, to be able to adapt um, our approach. Um, so, you know, with the coaching program taking a significant chunk of the preparation time, we then stood up uh, mentorships alongside it, um, which complemented in getting the candidates through the latter stages of, of the journey. Um, there's different challenges that you you experience through the CTA journey, whether it's at, at the early stages or whether it's at the latter stages. Then we started to run architect meetups as well to sort of bring candidates together because, again, it takes a village, um, but encouraging them to share the knowledge and, and learn from experiences that each other has had. So you, you, uh, you aren't alone and you also have a sounding board. 
Um, and the other side of it is that we've been investing in raising awareness, um, both internally and externally, as you can see here in this podcast. We have got an effective and proven program. And as Kevin said, a lot of really, really, really talented people who were, you know, who were ready for, you know, for their CTA journey, uh, who deliver our values as a company and the quality um, on a daily basis. And that just needed to be shared as well. So um, that's how we shaped the program in total. Yeah, nice. And um, and Seb, from your side, uh, obviously you work with a range of different companies, a, a lot of architects across the ecosystem, but we're on this podcast because this is a, a real success story, right? You've gone from zero to eight in, in a relatively short space of time. So what is it about the PwC environment that has um, has kind of helped you and, and um, I guess, given you the platform to, to help them as well to achieve um, the results that you have over the last few years? I think there are a couple of different elements to it. And the first one is really the support of the entire organization. And there have been quite a lot of battles that we had to go through in the beginning because, you know, it's Within professional services, you always have to find the balance between utilization as well as talent development. But I think PwC as an organization has committed themselves, you know, to really invest into the talent and not only put the money where their mouth is, but also align all the different resources within the organization. I mean, we have Terry and Kevin, we have Sam um, and Guy, we're kind of really supporting all those architects within the program. And what's also really important is once you get a critical mass of CTAs. I think it was like three CTAs that you guys had when you actually started um, formalizing this mentorship program in, in more detail. A sense that what we do as part of the coaching program is kind of take the heavy lifting from the senior architects within PwC so that they can really then focus on providing like this additional guidance, this additional support on top of what we do um, within the coaching. And I think also having those regular architect meetups within the organization is is really important because it gives people the opportunity to collaborate within the organization i was gonna say how does that feedback loop work in terms of like if you're if you have someone going through your program and let's say there's a there's a gap in their skill set um do, do you then collaborate with the existing ctas internally at pwc to to help plug that gap or, or can you give that feedback to pwc that that person might then get put on a program of work where they'll kind of gain further exposure in that area? Okay, so there are three different feedback channels that we're utilizing. So first of all, there's the, there's the direct feedback channel towards the, towards the participant. It's like, hey, those are the gaps that you have. This is what I need you to work on. You know, Go to your project manager, engagement lead, wherever it is, we can actually help you bridging those gaps through practical experience. The guys and me, so... PwC, from an operational point of view and the people running the program, um, we have a regular call every Monday, which I believe is happening tomorrow, guys, isn't it? Yeah. So we use it really as an, as an opportunity for us to do a check-in. Um, I provide an update with the recent progress of the individual candidates, or if maybe someone hasn't shown up for a couple of weeks or months because they have been busy on projects. You know, um, it's also an opportunity to just raise that so that they can follow up with the candidates as well. And for individuals that are kind of further down the program and are closer to the board, they normally have a dedicated mentor within PwC. And what I do is then um, very often I try to invite them to the later one-to-one -one session subject to the availability. They're able to join or they get, they get like specific pointers from me. It's like, hey, we had some challenges in the QA 
can you please spend some time with your mentee on doing challenging QA, really helping them to manage the pressure a little bit better and kind of overcoming that. So direct channel with the participant, direct channel with the program and direct channel with the mentor at different stages. And I think that's, again, really a, a demonstration of how important it is that we are working as a team. It's not simply that, um, that we're delivering training and they're kind of doing their internal thing, but um, it's kind of one unit in that sense. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I guess if someone was going through a program on their own without the the business support, then that you know they get the feedback, but then it's up to them what they do with it. Whereas in this situation, it's you know they're being held accountable as well by their their mentor internally and by the broader team. Um, and and um, Sam, you mentioned uh, obviously it, it takes a village. There's there's a lot that goes into someone getting to to the CTA. What do you think is important for companies to know, like other companies out there, around the level of commitment it takes from a business to help someone in that that journey? Yeah. So there's obviously the um, you know the the individual's commitment, and then there's also um, the company's commitment as well. Um, from the individual's perspective, everybody's different. We come from different backgrounds. We come from different environments, and come, you know, we're in different circumstances. Um, so we accept that there's, you know, the company has to accept as well that there's a lot of diversity in our candidates, and each candidate's going to need a different um, level of support. Um, I myself went through the journey with a young family, you know, and, and that had its own challenges. Um, other people who don't haven't yet started a family or have other commitments, you know, um, wider family or travel commitments, you know, whatever it is, might be volunteering, and they, you know, they, they still have to deal with those pressures as well as the project work that they do in their day-to-day uh, working life. So there's no one size fits all, um, and it takes. Yeah, you know, it takes a lot of effort initially, at least. And many people underestimate it from both sides, from the individual and the company side. And that's that's something that you've just got to be very, very cognizant of. The balance really is that um, project work versus personal time versus other time commitments. Um, and the early days are really hard. There's a lot of information and a lot of knowledge to assimilate. Um, and it has to be done quite fast, and there are no shortcuts. That's the that's the uh, you know um, that's the the secret sauce. There are no shortcuts. You've got to put in the time and effort. In the later stages, as I mentioned before, the challenges are slightly different, um, and you accelerate your progress by a mix of the coaching, the mentoring, involvement in community groups. But it's about practice and refining strategy and communication, um, and and that's where the time commitment goes there. Now, where it crosses over into the company side of things, at least in my opinion, is um, having a realistic assessment of where you are and what you need um, in order to be successful. And that filters into the mentoring and coaching program as well, because we can't help what we don't know. So that has to come from the candidate and it has to be shared with um, the project teams, engagement leaders, you know, uh, and so on through open communication and there will be compromise right it's you know you can't just have this utopia of saying right i'm not going to do any you know project work (laughs) i'm going to focus on this unless you you know leave your job or whatever that some people do that but in other ways even in your personal life there will be compromise you've got to be prepared to negotiate right Um, and also find a balance and that is one of the areas that is non-technical that is more on the softer skills side of things 
that I'm personally quite passionate about because if you don't hit that balance, you will find it really, really difficult to, you know, through, throughout the journey. Taryn and, uh, and, and Kevin also touched on, uh, and Seb actually uh, touched on the awareness by the company and its leaders, um, the awareness of what the CTA credential is, what value it brings, why it's important, um, they, they, that needs to be understood and it needs to be appreciated. Otherwise, it's very difficult to support it. Um, we're at PwC, we're very lucky to have really open-minded and progressive leaders who, who do actually take the time to listen to their people and work with them to, to sort of forge a plan of how can we achieve this? How can we, you know, how, um, how can we put the steps in place? and balance, you know, achieve that balance that benefits both the company and the candidate. And, and clearly, as you can see, that has paid off. So um, I would definitely say that's, that's what is needed from both individual and company. And Kevin, that, that uh, leads me nicely into this point, because obviously you've talked about how important it is for the business to understand the value. But what I think now having eight in, um, in the region is, is the most in EMEA from a, a a partner perspective, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my understanding. So what extra credibility has that given you now as a business to your partners and customers? I think it, it helps. Um, as, as Sam was saying, we need to educate people sometimes about the value of the CTA. But once we're able to do that, I think a lot of people, companies out there are starting to realize it's important to have an, an architect on your project and even better, a CTA, a certified architect on there. So that's the value we're going to bring. And our architects, um, while they're mostly working on single projects or multiple projects at one time right now, we, we hope to have them spread across multi-regions and supporting the architects who are not quite CTAs yet on projects to make sure there's a, there's a consistency across all the projects um, in EMEA. So I don't know, if Sam, do you want to add into that? Yeah, um, that's right. I mean, um, Salesforce themselves say, we need more architects. You heard um, Peter Coffey say that at the, you know, uh, at the conferences recently, um, and that's clearly an area that Salesforce is investing in too, um, with the, you know, the the architect resources that are out there now, but also the um, the new certifications um, that are coming out, whether it be B two B, B two C, enterprise. You know, the, the, there's a real acknowledgement that um, successful transformation using technology requires architects and to do that well you need good architects good architects who are able to you know um, solve challenging and complex problems the more success that you achieve through the technology the you know arguably the more the technology sells but um, it's also um, that the companies are more successful too right um, so yeah so architects are needed we need to develop them and they're needed on, um, you know, both in the firm and, and for our customers. So Taryn, uh, more architects, uh, obviously, but, uh, but what are the plans for the academy moving forward, both, I guess, um, for the CTA Academy and also for, for others coming through? I mean, keep on growing, right? You know, we, we also, apart from the earlier technical enablement sessions that I, I've mentioned, you know, we, we're looking at doing communications boot camps, um, you know, in line with with Seb as well, and just you know, from a diversity perspective, we also have um, a few ladies fairly advanced in the pipeline at the moment, and trying to especially recruit more of those 
And just to add to Kevin and Sam's points from earlier, we are planning on running internal campaigns, um, not only to educate about the CTA program, but really just to get more participants uh, from our network across um, EMEA to join the cohorts. So busy years ahead uh, and a uh, busy continued partnership with Seb. So uh, yeah, obviously huge success so far, but I'm sure it's going to continue. Um, and and Kevin, outside of um, outside of of, of um, what Taryn mentioned around um, kind of future goals, is there any other things that you would highlight that you're looking to achieve over the coming years? Well, there's one I want to shoot back to Taryn, but let me just go forward on that first. So we want to improve upon our um, overall processes across EMEA and globally. So one of the things we want to do is we have the CTAs sort of lead different um, streams of of professionality, whether it's data, architecture, DevOps, or different areas along those lines right there. But that we'll we'll work into a little later on. But I want to shoot one back to Taryn on our goals. Don't forget the ladies, Taryn. Maybe you can mention something about that. Yeah, I mean, um, like I mentioned before, we are trying to, we, we really want to grow this out a little bit more. When we had broadcasted our CTA, you know, this this whole thing about going from zero to eight. Um, we actually did get a lot of internal comments about, but are there any any ladies in the program? And though th- at that point there was one already basically at the end of it. Um, like I mentioned, we have we have two others fairly advanced in the pipeline and really trying to punt to get more of those types of individuals and participants in in our team. Future plans is is just to Apart from us growing in EMEA, we've also tried to reach out to further networks across, you know, globally and PwC, uh, just to enhance, like almost like our relationships and our networks, and to to keep on running campaigns from PwC's perspective, um, on a social side as well as internally, uh, to get to get more architects to jump on board. Not only architects, like aspiring architects that want to join our team. Yeah, nice. So if anyone does uh, want to reach out um, to anyone, maybe to pick your brains on the process of setting up uh, an internal um, capability or um, even to, to understand, you know, what opportunities exist within the business, um, where's the best place to kind of reach out or, or who's the best contact? I think it depends on from, from what angle, you know, the, 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 the team does want to reach out to us. It's, it's really either all three of us or any one of us, uh, to be honest. At this moment, we're all on LinkedIn, and you know, and you might find our Twitter handles um, floating about as well. But LinkedIn um, or email is the is is, you know, is the best um, way to get in touch with us um, if you've got any questions. Just something else on the on the growth that I actually did forget to mention. It it's absolutely would be uh, a major goal for us to just be the number one Salesforce partner in CTAs globally as well. So, so if we can push as much as we can from an EMEA perspective, happy, happy to keep on doing that. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll have to revisit this and do another podcast in a couple of years' time and see where we're at. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, all the best for the continued growth of the, the business and also the, uh, the team. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talent Hub Talk. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe and also leave a short review. We're keen for this podcast to reach as many people in the Salesforce ecosystem as possible, and your reviews will help us do that.